I know you believe in him, but do you realize that he believes in you? Who better to give you confidence for your future? You have to believe to achieve. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197 or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. And you know, things have changed quite a bit since I graduated. Even the English language. For instance, when I was a teenager, the word spam meant something completely different. Right? It was like this totally different food group. I just don't want to get into it, but us kids really didn't like it, which thankfully is why you don't see it very much. And who would ever have thought that we would be playing with a mouse every day? Right? Okay, well, there's a new word that keeps appearing everywhere. It's the word blog. How many, how many of you know that one? Okay, well, the graduates. <laughs> I knew it had something to do with the Internet, but I had to look it up. It's basically a personal diary of sorts published daily on a web page. That's a blog. And apparently it's a new generation word that's here to stay. So in honor of our graduates this morning, I've decided to give you a new definition of this strange new word to help guide your future. Here it is. Blog. Better lean on God. Now, now first you have to understand that you can't sit under Pastor Des Evans for years without getting into these acrostic things. We can't help it. But he's not only the world's best at it, but he, he, trains, he trained us all to remember things this way. So, young graduates, remember as you go blogging into the future that you better lean on God. The Word says that my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And as you've completed a major milestone in your life, I hope you know that God has great expectations for you. I know you believe in Him, but do you realize that He believes in you? Who better to give you confidence for your future? You have to believe to achieve. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Here's some more good advice for you. When you stumble, don't crumble. Pastor Des said it this way to our generation. Failure isn't final. And failure isn't fatal. 
It's just part of a life experience that helps define who we are. And you can't fail or succeed if you haven't tried anything. So today, let your hopes, not your hurts, set your goals. And this is to all those graduates who haven't had smooth sailing so far. That would be like me when I was your age. I mean, you're glad you're graduating, but maybe there's been a lot of disappointment in these last few years. So don't be discouraged. That is just so normal. You won't be measured by what you've done so far. Your potential is enormous, and your potential is all ahead of you. Don't let your disappointments of the past affect your attitudes for the future. You just have to keep blogging and keep trying. I love this saying, when you've exhausted all the possibilities, remember this, you have it. When I went back to my 10-year class reunion, I'll never forget that the guy voted most likely to succeed was a bartender. Did you know that God rewards his children for obedience? Up next, when we serve others, are generous and obedient, blessings will follow. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I want to talk about giving from from a perspective that's rarely talked about. And that is to ponder this question. What expectations should we have concerning our giving? Well, I tend to believe what Mr. Ruskin says right here. He says, the highest reward for a person's toil is not what they get for it, but what they become by it. I think we all believe that's true. Whatever we throw ourselves into, we believe makes us stronger, makes us wiser. But the question still remains, is that still all we are to expect from our giving? Let me share something with you from the Word. In the Gospels, the Lord says this, I tell you the truth. No one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for me and the Gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age and with them persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Well, it so happens that the Lord said this to his disciples right after his encounter with the rich young ruler, 
who, if you recall, wanted to join up with Jesus, but when faced with the decision of giving up everything he had, he couldn't do it and he walked away. But I'm fascinated by this passage because I believe it destroys any notion that people, some people would say or some teachings would have us believe that we are never to serve God with an eye toward reward. That all serving and giving is meant to be without any expectations. Well, let me tell you something. I think God knows us better than that. He knows that we're creatures who desire results from our actions in our life's work. And I believe that He tailor-made our destinies with lots of promises and incentives attached. In this passage of Scripture that I referred to, He tells us that the sacrifice of walking away from family and work to pursue the gospel will result in a hundredfold reward in this present age. He didn't say how it would come and in what area of life it would emerge. But honestly, with a promise like that, did it really make any difference? The point is, the Lord used reward and incentive to motivate His disciples all the time. He talks about it at least nine times in the Sermon on the Mount alone. So as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, it's not a selfish act to have the expectations of His blessings and His rewards. God wants us to. He expects us to live in anticipation of the good things that He has plans for us. The Word says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope in a future. And we need to be clear that His rewards have nothing to do with God needing to bless us because of anything that we've done. Because listen to me, we can't work our way into position to deserve anything from Him. It's very important not to forget this point. God is a debtor to no man. You can go on all the mission trips and teach all the Sunday school classes. You can. And it won't make a difference in the owing department. Because the ledger would always be so lopsided, it wouldn't be any point to it. God is a debtor to no one. But he is extravagant with his promises and his rewards, especially to those who serve him and are faithful and those he loves. And the word Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter. And the author talks about the great heroes of the faith here, and he mentions many of them by name, Noah, Abraham, Moses. And toward the end of the chapter, he says this, What more can I say? I don't have time to tell you about all the other ones who through faith conquered kingdoms administered justice, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle. You see, all those heroes of the faith 
the ones who were challenged, the ones who were persecuted, the ones who went through so many trials, God prospered them. And he gave them many victories in their life while they lived here on earth. And even doing that, God made it clear to them that they didn't even come close to receiving their ultimate reward while living on earth. You see, when we give of ourselves, when we serve others, when we're obedient and generous with our giving, we have every reason to believe that the blessings of God will follow. We may not know when he's going to do it, where it's going to happen, or what area of our life it will arise. But God is true to his promises. And the blessings will come. The cost of being faithful may be great, but it will never outweigh the benefits of pursuing Christ first in our life. Serving God is an investment with unparalleled returns. And it's our Father's joy for us to humbly accept His extravagant, extravagant rewards in this life and certainly in the one to come. So this morning, I want to encourage you to pursue Christ with all your heart and then live each day expecting something good to happen. If someone was going to write a book about you today, what would the main theme of your life be about? Stay tuned to hear about the only story that really matters. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Has anyone ever just walked up to you and said, hey, what's your story? Has that ever happened to you? Well, it's happened to me. And uh, that's the question I want to ask all of you today. What's your story? If someone was going to write a book about you today, what would the main theme of your life be about? There's a young man who's been getting a lot of media attention lately. His name is Tim Tebow. And if you are a sports fan, you will know about Tim Tebow. He was perhaps the most heralded football player to come out of college a few years ago. He played quarterback, and he won almost every award there was to win including the Heisman Trophy given to the best player in the country 
and he won a national championship for his school, uh, University of Florida. All through his college career, the one thing you would always notice about Tim Tebow is he would give a testimony of his faith in Jesus Christ at every opportunity. He even wore the scripture, John 3, 16, in that little uh, black paint under their eyes. And in fact, it was reported that after one game, last, uh, when he was in college, Google, the search engine, had over 92 million queries to the scripture, John 3, 16. It's amazing. Well, when Tim was drafted into the National Football League, uh, the professional level, all the experts said he would never make it. He was an unorthodox type of player. They said he didn't have the skills necessary to succeed. But what most experts in the media really didn't like about Tim Tebow is that he continued to display his faith to anyone who would listen. They ridiculed him. They even mocked him because he knelt beside the sidelines to pray. But to the dismay of all the experts, Tim Tebow continues to thrive and succeed as quarterback for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> and the experts and the media, they don't understand it. And they don't like it. And the reason that they don't like it is this. Tim Tebow refuses to let anyone define him as just a football player. Because Tim's story is that above all things, he is a follower of Christ. Who just happens to be a football player. And he's determined that no one writes his story any other way. Now you know all of us have a story. And for most of us, there are things in our story that we wish weren't there. But I have to tell you that I've become a big fan of young Mr. Tebow. And not because of how he plays football. But because he understands that the only story about him that means anything is the one that says, by the grace of God and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Sure, we, we all have lots of things going on in our life that we think help tell the story of who we are. We have families, careers, hobbies. But the question for us this morning is, are we defined by those things or by the impact of Jesus Christ in our life? If you were to tell your story today, what would it be? Years ago, when I was much younger, I had the privilege of meeting and spending some time with Pastor Rex Humbard. Now, some of you remember him. Anybody remember him? Now, he's gone on to be with the Lord. But he was one of the pioneers of televangelism. At the time that we met, his ministry was one of the largest in the world. Nationally televised programs seen in countries all over the world. He was holding crusades, filling up stadiums around the world. He, he told me that he was preaching up to 300 times a year. One night while having dinner, I asked Brother Humbard, how do you do it? How can you keep up with everything that you've got going on? How do you even have time to study for so many sermons? 
and he motioned for me to come closer. I leaned over and he said, Bob, it's not that hard. There's only one story. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, it's my story. And it's the only one that I'm called to tell. And Bob, it's the only story that matters. You see, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, whether you're seven years old or you're 70, the only story that will ever matter is the one that says, by the grace of God, through Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Everything else won't matter very much. That's the story that will stand. That's the story that I want to define my life. And when we know that that's the story of our life, that's when we can love stronger. That's when we can reach higher. That's when we can give more and take less. That's when we can live to reach up to touch him and reach down to help others. That's when our story becomes his story. The Lord said in the message translation, he said, live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. I want the Lord to be the author of my story, don't you? You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org Pregnant, single, alone Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.